Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the 12th installment of Rain in Threes. I am your host, Mike O'Connell. Here with my friend and co-host, the Nova Hoops legend, Alan Ray. Speaking of Nova Hoops legends, A. Ray and I have another special guest for you guys tonight. The 2022 Bob Cousy Award winner, 2018 National Champion, two-time Big East Player of the Year, and now playing for the 2023 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. Colin Gillespie, baby. How we doing tonight, CG? I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me on. CG, what's the deal? How's everything, man? How's everything in Denver? Uh, it's good, man. Just working a lot this past month, month and a half since we've been back after Summer League. Um, just grinding. You know what it is, so... That's been good. Yeah, that grind definitely don't stop. And uh, happy for you. Happy for your situation. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you play this year, man. Yeah, I can't wait. It's been a long time uh, since i played. So I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to get back out on the floor. Getting that itch, huh? I already know yeah. how it is. <laughs> Coming back yeah. from injury. I already know. Yes, it's sir. tough. All right, man. Uh, let's jump right right into it, man. Uh, take me back to the beginning of your your high school when you only had two offers going into the year, but you somehow managed to get a scholarship to Villanova. Like, how how did that transition come about? You know, how did how did that come about from being recruited by two small schools and then boom? All of a sudden, Villanova University offers you a scholarship. Yeah, uh, it happened really fast. Um, I think it was my summer going into senior year. And I had a lot of low majors. Patriot uh, League schools wanted me to come, but I didn't have the best SAT score. So I, they wanted me to retake SATs, take ACTs. Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, I was just maxed out. I was like, I'm. I don't want to take any more tests. I don't want to sit and take any more standardized, standardized tests. So um, I was just like, I'll go with what I got. Uh, there was a lot of, a couple of CAA schools. Uh, some of the local schools came really late. And then it was like Maine, Albany, Ryder, Fairleigh Dickinson. A lot of schools like that. And I just knew and wanted to play at the highest level uh, ever since I was a little kid. So... I was like, you know, I wouldn't screw it. I'll just, I'll just wait it out. Cause my coaches were trying to go get me to take visits. And I actually, they made me like forced me to go take like four division two visits. Mm -hmm. And these coaches had come to our school. So did I you want to? Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it was taking up my weekends. And I was like, I don't want to go here. I know I'm not going to go here. Um, so then I was just like, I did it out of a courtesy because they kept coming to school um, and they were they were taking their time to come to school. So I was like, I'll go look at the, the campus um, and see what it's like. But I didn't want to go at all. And then my coach was like, you got to go. Uh, so I did that. And then like going into my last year, I had maybe two and then I played really well in the beginning of the year. Um, and Villanova happened because I played in a pretty good high school conference and mm -hmm. Cosby Roundtree was on a team that was in our league and 
they were asking him because they had an open scholarship and they were asking him if you had to take a guard out of the city who would you take like other than the two other top guys which was uh fast russell and quade and they were both committed already yeah and then lonnie chose miami so he said my name and then they started recruiting me uh it was ash and baker then bakes left and it was mainly ash because he's a philly guy so I talked to those two a lot. Then coach came to like two of my games and they offered me a scholarship. And then all those other Philly schools wanted to offer me after that. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and you know, you, you know, the saying, like they say, you know, go somewhere where you want it. You know, if, if they're not, if you're not being recruited by a big school, you know, go where you want it. Like, how did you make your decision? Like, how did you know, like I could play at Nova? Cause it's tough telling a bunch of other people, like, Oh, like I know I could play here. I know I could play here, but they don't really believe you. They're not in your body. They don't understand. Like, how did you make that decision and know, like, I'm going to Nova. Like, I know I can play there. Uh, well, I honestly felt disrespected by a lot of the lower schools because, like, schools would come look at our junior class. Our junior class of high school was good. Um, so they would come look at those dudes, and then they wouldn't say anything to me. And then they started to talk to me like in the beginning of my senior year when I started to kind of blow up a little bit because I played well my junior or the junior summer going into senior year. Um, and not a lot of people got on me then. And then I played really well at the beginning of my senior year in some big like showcase tournaments against really good high school teams. And then that's when people started to recruit me. But then Bill Nova was, was like one of the first ones to start calling. And then a bunch of those other schools like got on the – the bandwagon i was like now not now like you know, i'm not doing it i'm not talking to y'all now <laughs> um, so then by that point i was just like i know i'm good enough i played on a good aau team i didn't play on the circuit but i knew i could play against guys on the circuit because a lot of those guys were from my high school league a lot of guys in philly and we had beaten uh the circuit team that wanted me to play with them so I was like, I know I could play with that level of competition. I played in a really good high school league against really good guards, and I grew up in the city, so um, I just knew that I could play at that level. And going to Villanova, if you would have told me I would have done what I did, I wouldn't have believed you because I had to work for it. I know, like, freshman year, I was like, shit, it. we got a good team. They just won a national championship two years ago. Jalen Brunson's could have left after his freshman year. Dante was – the best player in Delaware for five years, Mikhail. I played him when I was a freshman. And I couldn't even get on the floor. And he was killing us in high school. <laughs> I knew what it was, but I was just like, and I went to open gym, and I played pretty decent. I shot it well, and I was like, if I could just get the the pace of the game down and the speed of the game, I I think I would be fine because I could shoot it at a high level. So, um, kind of just betting on myself, like yeah, put in the work and just bet on yourself. That that's uh that's big, man. And hopefully people can see your story of how you came from nothing and made it all the way to the top, you know. Um, definitely wanna say proud of you for that. You know, you always stuck stuck your ground, especially when you got hurt too. You know, I know that was a tough time for you, but you know, you fought through it and got yourself right back on pace and I know you're gonna do the same thing with them. Yeah, appreciate it. You know how it goes, Villanova, man. Yeah. You're not allowed to be hurt. For sure. Uh, the only way you're allowed to be hurt is if you're actually hurt. 
for sure. Uh, exactly. And you guys had all those hand injuries. And obviously you had your, your knee problems, man. So you've been through the ringer. But back to what you said with, with betting on yourself, you thought once you're at Villanova as a freshman, you're like, all right, this is probably going to be a red shirt year, right? But you obviously turned up early. You, you, you were able to be a sponge a little bit with Jalen Brunson and Phil Booth there as well. And you, you got a lot of significant minutes as a freshman, and you end up playing uh, in, in March as well. So just talk a little bit about uh, Brunson and Booth and Bridges, those guys, and what you were able to to get from them. Yeah, I learned a lot. Um because when I first sat down with Coach, he kind of showed me the plan. And he was like, red shirt, maybe play by your junior and senior year. Um, like, just get better each year and then be be a real contributor by your junior and senior year. You better than me because I had <laughs> like, it's not happening. <laughs> but, you, but you know, like, because I, then I would talk to Coach and he was like, when I told you that, like, what were you thinking? And I was just sitting there. I was like, I just said, okay, like. I was like, yeah. I don't care what you're saying right now. Like, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> I don't plan on sitting for two two years and not playing. So you didn't say nothing when he said that. You was just like, okay. Uh, I just bit my tongue and I was like, <laughs> all right, whatever you say, but I don't believe you. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, like you said, we had a couple of hand injuries my freshman year. I got hurt. And then Jermaine got hurt when he started to play well. And then Phil actually got hurt. And it kind of allowed me to get some minutes uh, after being injured because I was kind of out of the rotation after I got hurt. Uh, but, yeah, I learned a lot. Uh, Jalen was a big part of my, my summer. Dante was a big part of my summer growth. Uh, just learning the work ethic that those guys had. I lived with Jalen. I got to see that. Um, and then Phil, a guy who scored 20 points in the national championship game, came back the next year, played really well. He got hurt early in his career too. So um, just being able to be a sponge and, and pick their brain, Mikhail, Eric Paschal, those guys were all, we had an older team when I was a freshman. So I got to learn a lot from those guys. And um, it did really well for me. And um, I was able to kind of just pick their brain, learn how they were as leaders um, and kind of just decipher what I wanted to be and what I wanted to take from them um, and apply it to my own game, my own, my own style of leadership. So, yeah, they were they were a huge part of my development. Yeah, being able to play play and practice every day with guys like that, like you can't put a price on that. You know, I, I got a chance to play against Randy every day and uh, Kyle, Mike, Curtis, something. So that definitely helped me out a lot. And uh, I feel where you're coming from with that. Definitely make you a good player going against them guys every single night, every single day in practice. So... Let's talk about legacy. When when that conversation comes up about the best guards to ever put on a Villanova uniform and Colin Gillespie names come up, like how do you want to be described? Like how do you uh, how do you how do you feel you should be described? I mean, that's always a tough question because when I when I think about it, like now's not the time to be modest, like. <laughs> you talk about the best guards though that ever put on a Villanova uniform. Like I grew up in the city. I grew up watching you, Kyle, Randy, uh, Nards, uh, Malik, uh, Scotty Reynolds, Corey Fisher. Like when I when I think of like legendary Nova guards, that's the that's why I grew up watching. So I was like, damn, like these dudes are cold. Like they get shots whenever they want. They make the toughest shots. So 
it kind of the style of play that you guys had was a little bit different than ours yeah. and like Jalen had a little bit of both uh Dante had a little bit of both uh, but like when you talk about like legendary guards I just want to be known as like a winner like guy who was going to do whatever it took to win um and just like great leader big uh, shot maker like could take over games if he needed to uh not having to score to take over games being able to just get other guys shots and, and do it in different ways but uh yeah I pride myself on on um wearing the jersey and just uh holding myself to a high standard because of the guys that came before us. Like coach always says, like, that's what it's really about. You don't want to let the guys before you down. And uh, that's who we play for. And that, and that's real. And that means something. So that's, that's kind of what I want to be remembered as. And I, I agree with you, man, on all those points, definitely big, big time leader, big time shot maker, um, somebody to rely on, you know, every, everything coach Wright say about you. Is uh is true, and and that's why y'all was a good team, man. Like guys like you, Jalen, like y'all hold it down and and continue to have the tradition going. So, you 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 are definitely a legend in my book. Appreciate it, appreciate it, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we we talked a little bit before about you battling back from injury so many times uh, throughout your career, both at Nova and uh, while in the pros. And, you know, who, who were the most important people during those times where you were you were down, you were hurt, and you were like, oh, man, I just got to gotta work my rear end off to get back to where I need to be? Obviously, family, um, my immediate family. I was close to my, my family there. I was only like 30, 40 minutes from home. So uh, they were a big part of my recovery. They were there for my surgeries. Um, and then obviously teammates, uh, when I was hurt, when I first got hurt, college uh my broken hand and i was only out for like eight games so that wasn't that long but when my knee that one was serious and i kind of just relied on my teammates like it's on it's on y'all now i can't be out there with you guys but i believe in y'all uh coaches were, were a big part of it uh, but just everybody in your close circle teammates coaches family members probably the biggest factors and just relying on people like my last surgery was the worst one I ever had. And like, I relied on my mom to do everything for me. My parents, my brother, my sister, I had my, like my mom was having to, to shower me. I was like, damn, I'm 23 years old, grown man. Can't shower myself. This is bad. So just like the close people in your circle. Yeah. It's like that sometimes. Um, I remember I broke my foot. I broke my, actually I broke my foot my first year in Europe in in Italy and then I had came back to uh to Nova to rehab but like before when I was in the cast I was on the crutches I was in California I was by myself like I couldn't do nothing bro it's bad like I couldn't do nothing so I I know what you I know I know what you're talking about and how you feel um Nuggets NBA championship compared to college championship what's the difference which one you think is better which one means more uh both are very different like when you talk about nba champion it's like the highest level like the highest honor you could get that's and a fact obviously uh 
there. I wanted to play in it. I wanted to be a part of it. And like, I was a part of it to some sense, but I wasn't playing it. So that bothered me a lot. Um, and I want to win one where I could play in it. Uh, but college probably me- meant more to me right now because I was able to play and I was able to contribute, uh, get in the game. And I was, I'm still sick about 2022 because I wanted to like be the guy, the leader that won a championship, kind of like how Jalen, Dante, Phil, Mikhail, those guys were our freshman year. Um, and I wanted to leave with one, but they're both really different. Um, both really special in their own way. College is a little bit different because your teammate, like you're close with your teammates here. Um, and those are like your guys, like yep. you're with them all year. But some, sometimes in college, you're with guys for four or five years. Like I was with Jermaine for five years, Dada with, for five years. We won when we were freshmen. And like, those are my, like, those are my brothers. Like those are my guys for life. And here it's a little bit different. Like you don't hang out with these guys outside of, like the facility every day and like you're living with guys in college you're doing literally everything together so i think college is a little bit more special in that sense like those are guys that like you're gonna be talking to when you're 70 80 like all the way down the line and the guys here if you win together like you share that special bond but um like you're not living with those guys like some guys have family they're going to home to their families and stuff so it's a little bit different in that sense but NBA champion championship is the highest honor and college is just like really special. Cause you share it with the, like your brothers. Yeah, man. Well, Colin, if, uh, if Justin doesn't get hurt against Houston, I think you guys are, are taking home, uh, that championship at 22. So easy. I was sick too. Don't so worry. I, Kyle, I was sick too. I was hurt. Though. Oh. But I mean, just uh, I know I know Coach Wright definitely had you guys back going through that because it was a celebration, but also you lost one of your brothers along the way, so it was tough. But you know, you had a, just an incredible career, a lot of ups and downs in terms of you guys won a lot of games that you were supposed to and you weren't supposed to. You lost some brutal games playing the Big East, always having a loaded non-conference schedule. Was there ever a, a moment where Coach Wright is always a uh, you know cool as the other side of the pillow, but Take us to a moment in time where Coach Wright was really fired up, and whether it be at time of the game, after a game, practice, uh, anything come to mind? One, there's one for every year. Uh, <laughs> everybody probably knows that. Like our freshman year, it was we were like 36 or we were 36 and four, and we might have been. It was like the the week before the Big East tournament. We were at Creighton, and Creighton's hard to play at. There's a lot of fans out there. They're crazy. It was like an afternoon game, and we lost them in overtime by like five or six. And uh, um, it it would have felt like we were literally like eleven and like twenty one. <laughs> yeah, coaching make you feel like that for sure. On top of it, it gets worse because our plane got stuck there because it was snowing. So then he just gets everybody into like. Uh, little meeting space and he's like we're starting this shit over like y'all y'all aren't Villanova basketball players blah 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 and we're looking at each other like yo we're 30 and 3 right now like this is our third loss of the year and we're about to go into Big East tournament so then I, then it was just like crazy and then we didn't lose another game after that 
And then we were like, oh shit, like, I don't know if he did it on purpose or if he meant what he was saying, but that was one crazy one freshman year. And then sophomore year, we lost at Kansas by three and we played like bad for the last, we were winning the whole game. We played bad last, like five minutes of the game. And I, he was spazzing in the locker room afterwards. <laughs> I was coming in and I was like, right, you might actually be like proud of the way we played. We just lost to Penn. He and he like he might be like happy that we competed. They were the number one team in the country. Right on the road, it was like eleven a.m. I was like, he might actually be like proud of the way we competed. He was hot. He was sick. Man. Next next practice, he comes up, acts like everything's all cool. We go upstairs, watch film. He's fine. He's like, get your breakfast. Get downstairs. No warm up on the line. Suicides. Ooh. And I was Damn. like. And if he, you know, A-Ray, he does, like, the hand-on ball drill. Like, we didn't do no, like, basketball stuff. It was straight defense, like, slides, dive from behind drill, hands back, all crazy shit. And he was just, he was pissed. We had a, we had a practice like that I got kicked out of one day. We had a... <laughs> he, he always said y'all get kicked out. And, like, we, I don't think we ever had, we might have one guy get kicked out in my or maybe one or two guys get kicked out in my five years he talks yeah you do out all the time so we used to so with coach right right we we used to get i i got kicked out a couple times but i i remember this one time we was doing hand on ball drill right mind you mike nardi kyle lowry randy ford like these are the guys i'm guarding okay we doing one-on-ones and mike scores on me Kyle scores on me, Randy scores on me. This this is happening consecutively. Like I'm talking about, they didn't got like two baskets each. They didn't got six in a row. Coach Wright is flipping. He's flipping. Avery, slide your feet. You're gonna be there all day. You're gonna get stops. I'm not taking you off. I'm like, coach, like, what you want me to do? Like, my hands is in their face. I'm guarding them. Nobody's getting past me. He's like, I don't care. He's like, get a stop. He's like, get a stop. He's like, how about you get lower? I'm like, all right. So me being me, I got so low in the defensive stance. Like, I could not move. And, like, Mike just, like, went right past me and went to the basket. He's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> He's like, get the hell out of here. He's uh, like, get off the court. I'm like, damn. Coach Pinkney comes up to me because I'm standing on the court. I'm like, nah, I'm not going nowhere. I'm like, I'm staying right here. I want to practice. He's like, no, get off the court. Coach Pete, and he comes like, come on, Al, you got to get off the court, man. <laughs> I'm like, only because it's you, Coach P. But other than that, I want to practice. Don't think I ain't want to practice today. Nah, he has, we had some great stories, but the stories that he used to tell, tell us about y'all was wild. Yeah. Now we had we a really good one. Uh, we lost to Penn, then we lost to Kansas, then we just lost to like Furman. And yeah. we, like the walk-ons or the walk-ons when we were there, like they were super physical and like uh layup drill, like we had to catch it and pivot. Mm -hmm. And Sadiq got smacked in the face one time. So he went after one of the walk-ons <laughs> and, co and coach was like, uh coach was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So he brought us all in the middle and he was frying us for like 15 minutes. He was like, first team to lose consecutive big Big five games, first team to lose, like at home, back to back. He was like, "But we're trying to fight walk-ons." He's like, "We got, <laughs> we got a bunch of tough guys. We're trying to fight, fight walk-ons." 
he was going at us for like 15 minutes and then he was just like get, get back to practice and we were all just like, bro i don't want to practice anymore. yeah oh my god yeah we played we played sienna my freshman year we lost we was in the nit you know how in the beginning of the game like during uh pre-game like the chairs are lined up horizontally probably like two or three rows so we we lose to sienna right we coming back in the locker room and the chairs are vertical now so it's now it's like three rows and we like what the hell right so coach is like i want all of y'all to sit in the chairs so we all sit in the chairs we all lined up and he just going at every single one of us down the whole line it's like oh and the best recruiting class in the country you guys are terrible <laughs> he's like we just lost to sienna in the nit but you guys are the best recruiting class in the country like going down the whole line on everybody and i'm just like damn like this is this is what college is like this is this is what i gotta look forward to he has he, like he's low-key funny like no nah, he is it's not low-key he is funny we lost to Furman, and uh it was phil's fifth year eric's fifth year it was my sophomore year and like we had just got blown out by michigan then we lost to Furman back to back at home and phil came in he was flipping chairs and, and like coach like looks around he's almost like laughing at this point he's like look at this guy <laughs> like He's like, look at this guy. You should use some of your energy to play defense, get a stop in the game. He won't flip chairs after the game. And I'm like, coach, is not the time. He's he's mad right now. Yeah. But he, yeah was, he was hilarious. Just like, just at the funniest times, like in practices. He has, there's so many stories. Coach, right? He's hilarious. Yeah, coach, coach, definitely. And he's sarcastic about it too. Like, he, he's sarcastic funny. So he like, he, yo. We had some funny ones where he would be, he'd be cursing me and Justin out in the huddle and Justin would be like smirking, trying not to laugh. And then I'm geeking because Justin's <laughs> trying not to laugh. And like, uh, this was funny. Yeah, definitely. So you, uh, I heard you mention on a, uh, interview before about like betting on yourself. You said it again today about betting on yourself. You did it at Nova. Do you feel like kind of got to do the same thing now with Denver. Do you, do you feel like you have that bet on yourself mentality chip on your shoulder to kind of prove yourself this year with Denver? Yeah, I think I always have it. Um, just the way I grew up, uh, yeah. I always played up with my brother. So I always had to like, just outwork people. Uh, and I don't think I ever lost that just cause the way I was raised, my parents raised us that way. Uh, learn how to do it at Villanova at a high level. So I think I'll always carry that with me. I'll, I think that's something that I'll always have, no matter what I go into, is just try to outwork people, um, have a good attitude while doing it. But, yeah, definitely going into this year, I'm on a two-way right now. So um, yeah. trying to just work as hard as I possibly can. Uh, I try to earn a spot and, and prove to myself and to everyone else that, um, I could play at the highest level. Yeah. And speaking of highest levels, man, like when you were a freshman playing in that final four game against Kansas, you hit the three to set the single season record for most three pointers made 
uh, by a single team. And uh, I remember you can literally audibly hear Eric when he's passing out. He's like, give me three, youngin," And you drain it from the corner. Was that one of your top memories uh, from your younger years at Villanova? And if, if not, can you give me another one? Uh, yeah, it was. It was just funny because, you know, like, if you know E, um, it's just, like, funny the way he said it and just, like, <laughs> when he sounds when he says it. Like, he kind of thought it was going in before I even shot it. Uh, so that was a good one. Uh, Trying to think of one else. I got a stop in the national championship game. That was a good one that I remember a lot. And then my my younger years, my sophomore year, we were practicing one day, and coach was on my ass. And I had, like, he was about, he was on me about shooting, like, taking taking bad shots, not shooting when I was open, uh, turning the ball over. So he was just frying me all day. And then afterwards, I was mad, like, after practice. And I was, like, with Uncle Jeff. And you know how Uncle Jeff, he's, like, a therapist. Yeah. Like, he, you just go in and just talk to him about anything. So I was, like, man, screw him. I'm, I'm getting 30 tomorrow. <laughs> we were playing Georgetown the next day, and I had 30. And, like, I was coming off, and Uncle Jeff was just, like, laughing at me. He was like, you said you were going to get 30. And then he used to ask me, like, when he was there, I think through my junior year, he used to ask me after that. He was like, you get 30 today? Never had 30 again until last year. And he was no, no longer there. But that was another good one my sophomore year. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever had 30. Providence. Yeah, the Providence game was good. Yeah, but you had, like... You and Randy were sharing sharing shots. Kyle was there. Nardi was there. I went Y'all to get 32 at... sometimes, bro. <laughs> you probably had 28 a lot. Now I'm saying just once in a while, let me get let me get a 30 ball. You know, it look good on the resume. <laughs> I didn't get it though. That last year was my second one. So you you got the record for most threes in the season, right? By senior, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you had it, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, I just wanted to ask you if you if you counting that. Nah, it's kind of cheating because I shouldn't have been there for my fifth year. I mean. Kind of cheating. It is, but. Man, I, I had a green you... light last year. Yeah, you did. Three years ago. Coach, let, Coach used to, like, be mad when I didn't get enough shot. Like, I took. I had like 22 one game. I came in afterwards. I was like, we played well. We beat the shit out of Marquette. It was like fourth year. He was like, you only had 22 points. You should have 35. He was like, you didn't shoot enough. I was like, fuck coach. <laughs> but we just won by 30. Yeah, I knew I had the um, green light, the ultimate green light when he was like, he's like, Alan's the only person who can shoot early in the shot clock. Like if he got an open shot, like he has the ability, he can take it. Anybody else? No. Allen, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I heard that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He used to, people used to kill Jermaine because he would never look at the rim his freshman year, his sophomore year. And I would see stuff. I'm like, y'all have no idea. He wasn't allowed to shoot until there was literally three seconds on the shot clock left. He was like, if you catch it and there's three seconds on the shot clock left and it's the last shot we need, you can shoot it. But get into a dribble handoff or catch it a shot fake and rip. Yeah, like, and shoot threes. I was like, "Damn, that must suck to play that way." <laughs> I know. But thank God he stuck it out. And and like mentally, just like being on the court, like Coach Ray used to tell me, "I can't dribble too." He used to be like, "Don't dribble the ball." 
Like we used to be in video, we watch video and he'd be like, oh, look, let's count Allen dribbles. He'd be like, one, two, three, like the whole fucking possession. He's he's sitting there counting my my uh, my dribbles. And I'm like, damn. So like he ain't want me to dribble the basketball either. But I mean, when the game time came, you know, I had to pick and choose. But I mean, I understood what he what he wanted. You know, we had Kyle and Randy, so I didn't really need to dribble as much. But yeah, it was kind of tough, tough on me sometimes, especially like in film when he used to tease me about about dribbling, about about uh, all them damn dribbles during the game. But once you get older, you kind of start to understand like what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to like teach the younger dudes certain stuff. So he would just like go at one person, like an older dude, mm-hmm. just to like set set an example. Like me, Jermaine, Justin, he would always like stop film on us and like say stuff to us to prove stuff the younger guy. But end of the games, he wasn't drawing up nothing else but a high ball screen from me and Jermaine. And I was like, you can say whatever you want. I'm over the fact that like after my sophomore year, when he would do that stuff, I'd be like, hey, coach, like I don't really care what you say right now because I know what's happening at the end of the game if we need to fuck it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like. And I and people would get like upset, like younger guys would get upset when he would say stuff to them. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like, he's really just fucking with you right now. Yeah. Like, you just need to get over the fact that like he actually loves you, he trusts you, and he's just trying to like prove a point and like make an example out of you. But if you're his guy, like his go-to guy at the end of games, he's never gonna go away from you. Yeah, to. I I look at it like. If, if the coach is not saying anything to you, then it's a problem. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, if, yep. if you on the basketball team, you never talk to the coach, like, that's a problem. He he, he don't really mess with you like that. Yep. But, but uh, yeah, we we definitely got to get a game uh, around the world there. You know, I play, I know you know I play around the world. It's different rules to it, but we got to. We got about, like, there. real around the world. We were, like, little around the world, like, start on uh, the block around and then go out to three around. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm that. I, I'm the king in that game. Tell me, I don't lose in that game at all. We used to play that all the time after practice. We can do that for sure. It's going down. Yo, Colin, uh, Archbishop Wood guy Jalil Bethea, you've been talking to him at all, try to convince him to come play at Nova. Of course, I talk to I talk to a lot of recruits, man. Like a, a lot of local guys. I talk to a lot of guys, especially guys that um, that are from my high school. I remember, I mean, Jaleel now, we had a guy, Rasul Diggins, I tried to, like, get him to commit early. He ended up going to UConn. Now he's at UMass. Um, I'm trying to think. A lot, of, a lot of local guys I talk to. But, you know, once they get on campus in Miami and they get out of the city of Philly, they're like, this is life. And I'm like. You really don't know what you're getting into. If you want to, like, the big thing about Nova, like, they're going to groom you. Um, you're going to mature fast. You're going to learn the game at a high level, and you're going to be prepared and ready to play when you get your opportunity to either play when you're ready at, in college or when you're in the pros. Um, it's a factory there. Yeah, I think it's just the develop the developmental like process that they go through and just like how you train every day, 
it really sets you up in the right direction. So, I mean, I argue for Nova against anybody any day of the week, but it's his decision. Um, I want him to be happy. He's very talented, and he could probably play at the next level for sure. So I think he should come to Villanova. No they go, they go, they go to pitch right there, Nick. We got to chop that up right there. <laughs> they go to Nova, man. And that's that's the pitch right there for Jaleel. I like it. I do. Yeah, what do you think about talented. this team? What do you think about this year's team? They're really talented. Another really talented group. Um, suit like a lot closer, like, um, like connective, like togetherness. I've been hearing a lot of good things about 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 this squad. I, um, I saw them. When I went back before and after summer league, uh, I saw him a couple times. I saw him scrimmage another team, a TBT team, mm-hmm. and just like the energy was there. They got older dudes, even the guys who transferred in. They're all fifth years, so they all want to win. Uh, doesn't seem like they got a lot of ego guys where they're just trying to get theirs. They're they're really there to win. And like I said, the. Uh, the thing that surprised me the most is how like how much they're gelling together, how much they like each other, uh, and they're happy for like one another's success. So, I think they have a really good chance. Um, they have a really good coaching staff. Ash is back. Uh, Dwayne is still there. Nardi's still there. Bakes is back in the building. So you got a lot of guys that have been head coaches before, guys that have played in the program at a high level. So, um, I think they're in a really good spot and. There are a lot of there's a lot of talent on the team for sure. Got a lot of dogs. Almost definitely. And uh you and Jermaine were on the same page. We had Jermaine uh, on last week and he mentioned similar things because he got to play with those guys and practice guys at the Davis Center before and after summer league as well. And uh I asked him this question because I was a senior at the time, the the COVID shortened season of twenty nineteen and twenty. You guys were twenty four and seven, probably, you know at least going to make it to the Big East final and then make it a final four run possibly in the, the big dance. I mean, what were your thoughts on that season and, and, and the potential of what could have been? I mean, I thought we could have made a run. We had a really good team. Uh, Sadiq was killing that year. self germain Justin got really good at that time in that point in the year. Uh, just his confidence level was up. We had Jay Rob at the five. He was guarding one through five, could switch any ball screens. Coach was raving about him for two years about his ball screen defense. So, yo, could you see that Sadiq could shoot it like that while he was at school? Yeah. Like how, how he's shooting now? Yeah. 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 Cause he had games where he would have, I think there was a game in Georgetown. He had like 33. He made like, what's the record for threes? Oh, that's eight. I got that too. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> on there too. Eight. High eight or was he seven? Uh, say that again. Did he tie eight or was he seven? He probably tied it a bunch of y'all. I think he tied. Yeah. A, a I never tied it. Tied. I was mad that I never got it. I got seven a couple times. Yeah, I think Chris got eight. Sadiq got, got eight. eight. Yeah. So yeah. I think he had eight one game, and then the but there was a Butler game where he made like. Every tough shot, he hit threes. Like, it was doing everything, but I was trying to convince him so bad during that time, that period when we get we went home. Him and J. Rob, I was like, "Yo, stay! Like, yeah. we're gonna be so good next year. Like, we had a chance this year. 
because they were saying Seton Hall was like a Final Four team, and we went to Seton Hall, and I think we won uh, on the road to like get a share of first place regular That's season. Right. Yep. So I thought we had a really good chance. Sadiq was playing really, really well. Uh, obviously, me, Jermaine, Justin, J. Rob, Slate was off the bench. He was starting to get spot minutes, play like big minutes defensively for us. Cole was on that team. Eric Dixon was. Well, he might have redshirted that year. I see why you always talk about this team, OC. Yo, this is what I'm saying, man. <laughs> These guys were absolutely oh, stiff. Yeah, we had some guys. Uh, Brian was hurt, but didn't play a lot toward the end of the season because he was hurt and like kind of in and out of rotation. I'm trying to think. I thought we had one more guy. Dala played a little bit as a backup for us. Yeah, but we had a good team. Like when you when you think about that team, just like the names that we had, that was a really good team. I think we beat Kansas that year. They were like the favorite to win it. So, yeah, they were number one in the country. Jermaine hit that three pointer. Uh, that was unbelievable. And uh, now you guys had a ton of, I, I, I what I thought were almost good losses at some points. Uh, at Wells Fargo, you had a couple of tough games. Seen all Creighton, but you guys we lost back the next. Role. Yeah, that's right. And then, three, on, and, then that, and then you guys were on fire. Yeah. But, like, at that point, I was, like, a leader. Like, we we were the oldest guy. We had no seniors. And I was a junior. I was like, fuck, this shit ain't going down on, on us. Like, right. we're not about to be bad because we're the older guys and we're the leaders. I was yeah. scared of shit. I was like, damn, don't mess this up. <laughs> and, yes, uh, Sadiq did have eight against Georgetown. He was eight of ten from three. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, trust I me, know, I, I know every time somebody hit eight, my phone is going off. <laughs> I was off. trying to get it. I had seven a couple of times. I was like, because I knew in the back of my head that you had it, but I didn't know. I didn't know I got uh, the uh, the single season one. But I also we probably played more games. No, yeah, I definitely did. Definitely played more games than us. Yeah, but uh, I took sixteen shots though to get that that eight. 16 threes. Imagine taking 16 threes in the game. So I told you, I had, the, I had the ultimate green light. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was neon green. 16 threes in one game. How many shots oh. did you take in the game? Probably like 17. Just I, straight threes. Yeah, I, I think that game, I was it was straight threes. It was against Longwood. Pause. That was the name of the team. Longwood University. And I remember once I hit like Four, I was like, I feel pretty good. And I was like, I'm just going to try to see how many threes I could hit this game. Seriously. Shoot them up, sleep in the streets. Yeah. I, I think surprised. Coach Wright knew too. I'm surprised he didn't say nothing to me about it because you know Coach Wright, he'll say something about something like that. Like, like, are you trying to play to win or are you trying to break a record? Like, yeah. but he didn't, say, he didn't say anything. He called me a pig a couple times. I'm like, bro, I'm the furthest thing from a pig. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's that's Coach Wright. He definitely does that. I'm surprised Chris didn't try to get it. Who? Chris Jenkins. Oh yeah. I'm surprised he, he didn't to get it. He got eight. I think he got eight. He might have. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get the single season one. He took a lot of threes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just know 
I got that record and I want to have it for a little bit longer. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you are, bro. Because Housen might Housen might mess around and make ten in the game. For sure, I, I he's already... the best. He's the best shooter I've ever seen. Like, period. And I like Cole Swider can shoot the shit out of it. Yeah. But, uh, but Housen, the the numbers he puts up in these hundreds, the the Nova hundred, outrageous. Yeah, I got I, you. Just you, the second person that said that that he's the best person you ever seen shoot, like the best shooter. So outrageous. I got. We gotta, we gotta see this kid in action, like when the lights are not on, when he in practice. I want, I want to see I've that. The day I broke my leg, I was hooping with him. I, I maybe passed it to him six times and he ain't missed. <laughs> was Amarillo crazy. assassin. Yeah, no, he can shoot. He can shoot it. But like he's putting up numbers, like shooting ninety eight out of a hundred, ninety six out of a hundred. I'm like, you don't see that in the league. I saw you playing Jamal Murray one on one. He was toasting you and uh, <laughs> Christian. So yeah, I was yeah, watching that. That's when, when I first got here. I was like, I didn't want to play him super hard because pause because yeah. he uh he is coming off ACL. I was like, I'm not gonna be the one to fuck shit up for him. Yeah, but. Yeah, nah. I mean, like, we shoot a hundred, but it's different than than the Nova one hundred. Nova one hundred is more like stand still on the move, and like our hundred is kind of like a mix of a bunch of things, like different screens coming off ball screens, more dribble stuff, catch and shoot. So, yeah, but no, I haven't seen ninety eight out of a hundred nowhere. Man, y'all gonna make me get back in the gym for real? <laughs> oh my god, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Here we go. I'm telling you. Y'all gonna make me get back in the gym. <laughs> I'm already in good shape right now, but I'm oh, not. Like, I'm not in good. I'm not in like basketball shape, but I you could do it. I could yeah, get it popping. To make 98 out of 100, yeah, you gotta be in shape. My arms gonna be hurting. All of that. <laughs> Trust me. It don't never leave. Tell them. Let them know. It's God given. Bro, I'm 39 years old. I be working my son out. I got to stop. I got to be like, I be guarding him some drills. I be like, he be like, what happened? I be like, I need I need a break. Like, seriously. Father time, man. Yeah, wait, wait till you hit it. Wait till you hit it. Hey, Kyle, man. We just uh, really appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us tonight, man. It was an absolute blast and hope to do it again soon. So best of luck this year and uh, we appreciate you, brother. Appreciate y'all, no doubt. Yes, sir. CG, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having. Thanks, thanks for uh, all your stories. Thanks for the memories. This was uh, definitely good catching up with you, and we definitely gotta do it again. You gotta hop on a space too. We gotta, we gotta get on a, you know, a Twitter I'm space. Every space. I'm yeah, every I know. Space. I know I'm you are. Uh, you an avid Twitter user too. I like that. So. Definitely look for me on there, throwing you some tweets and want to see you this season. I know you're going to be tuned in to the team and everything like that. So, you know. Hopefully I can it. make it back to the game. Yeah. And we'll just, uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely will. And um, I'll hit you. I'll hit you off air. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll share some off air stories. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but we got to get that shooting. We got to definitely get that in somewhere. 
We could play sure. around the world. We could play Hunter. We could do whatever. Yeah, wherever. I'll do it in the metaverse. Um, <laughs> we can get it popping. The GOAT. The GOAT. CG, thanks for coming on, bro. Yes, sir. Keep, record, keep recruiting for us too, CG. Oh, I'll never stop recruiting. <laughs> I, I used to recruit when I was in school. Colin Gillespie, everyone. Oh, man, hey, Ray, just... Two interviews, Jermaine Samuels, Colin Gillespie, had so much fun with both of them, and we're going to continue to rack these guest spots up on Rain and Threes. So shout out to Colin, an absolutely incredible job by him coming on and really chopping it up with us there for about 45 minutes. Um, Definitely. That was a good uh, good talk with CG. Dizzy Gillespie um, brought a lot of good stories and uh, got to really get in his mind and see his mindset when it comes to like how he recovers from injury you know um we get we get to see that we've seen that at villanova he's going through that now with denver so i feel confident and i know that he's going to prevail through this and 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 get back on track also it was good to hear a story about him coming up in high school how he wasn't really recruited heavily by you know, high D1 schools. And by the end of his senior year, he started getting some some better looks. But Villanova came in and pretty much secured the bag. Yeah, man. And did, didn't you love how he, felt, he said he was like, oh, I felt disrespected by them, right? I love that because then he had that chipping on his shoulder and you can almost still feel it now. He plays like he's he's still everyone doubts him. He's, he feels like he's he's unproven and all he does is win. All he does is make his teammates better, and when he needs to, he can put the ball in the hole. So it's it's really it was a ton of fun to catch up with him and to hear his his take on everything firsthand. And uh, man, I I can't wait to do that again soon because you know he's going to be fired up with this uh, Wildcat team. This upcoming season lives up to the hype, and and he can come back on and talk some uh, some more about that. Um, yeah, definitely, and I think they will live up to the hype, and. Um, Colin is real, real active. He follows the team, so he's going to be tuned in as well. So it's going to be good to hear his thoughts and insights on this year's team. He already gave us a little bit. Um, so definitely looking forward to to that when the season starts. You know, all the fun starts when when the season starts. That's that's when all the real fun begins. No, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing from him about about his team. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right. And um, you know, it was it was just the my one of some of my favorite. I just sat back and just literally watched and listened to you guys just go back and forth about stories about Coach Wright. I mean, that is some of the best stuff I've heard. And like it, within the last uh, you know ten or so episodes, A Ray, you've given me plenty of stories, but those were those were great because you guys were feeding off each other's energy. You had similar stories in some regards. And he had stories just about where, where how funny he was when, when he was angry. I mean, dude, that was a pleasure to listen to. And I'm sure our our viewers, our fans are gonna are gonna think the same. Yeah, and when when CG was telling that one story about like when coach was yelling at them in the in the huddle, <laughs> and like I don't know if he said it was him or J Mo that was trying like not to smirk and laugh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's funny to hear that because like we was the same way, you know, and we played what ten years, a decade before the, these guys, and 
Like it's it's just fun to hear, you know, Coach Wright's the same same guy he was when he was coaching us, and like though the 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 new players are going through some of the similar things that we went through. So it, it's just hilarious hearing some of those some of those stories. Oh man, it's the best, and and him talking about learning so much from from Brunson and Dante and Phil and Mikel, just becoming a sponge, picking their brain and. And just seeing what their work ethic was like, right, and and how much they it meant to them, and and spending the the extra hours and, and grinding out uh, early mornings and late nights, and just but just more than anything, just being being brothers, right, just having that camaraderie, being able to just like hang out all the time, whether whether you're outside of the facility in the facility. And he talked about a little bit about the difference between NBA and college, and you see that now. I mean, just you talking about it with your your former teammates that you obviously still keep in touch with Colin with some of the older guys and him spending so much time with your maid and Dada like five years man like those are your brothers so you don't even have a choice at that point you don't even like if you don't like them that's too bad because you spent that much time with someone that's what's gonna happen so just just incredible to hear all about that as well man oh definitely and they are brothers and it's always gonna be like that Villanova that's one thing that uh I could say uh, we 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 keep in contact, and we do form that bond while we're at school. You know, we're not the typical one and done school, so we're there for three, four years. So you definitely will build a bond with people, and they will become your brothers. So CG is definitely right about that. You too, OC. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, it's just uh, it's it's great to hear that these guys, Colin and Jermaine, both agree with me on that 2019-2020 team. I think you finally got convinced by Colin tonight. I'm so happy because you're like, damn, OC, no wonder you keep asking God. No wonder you keep talking about this because uh, I, I can't imagine how they feel if I feel the same way just as a, a fellow student and I wasn't, I didn't play on the team. So yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy to think about. But, you know, like like we said, for both college remain, they certainly made up for it when they, went all the way to the final four in 2022. So, um, you know, at least they, they got to, to go out, um, you know, with the one heck of a season. They went they had 30 wins, lots of awards they took home, both Colin and Jermaine. So it was really just an absolute pleasure to have both those guys on, and we'll hope to see them again uh, soon in the future. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I that, that 2022 Final Four, I mean, I know he was upset about it. You know, he wanted to win a championship, but – Final Four, that's a that's a huge stage. So it's nothing to be to frown about or be sad about. Something to, something to celebrate, to be honest. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like losing the eventual national champion, and it, it happens to Villanova a lot. I either win it all or Nova loses to, to, to who ends up winning it all, right? Kansas. Happened to me happened, twice. Happened twice, right? Carolina in 05. 06 was Florida. Oh, it was 08 was Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 14 was UConn. I mean, you it's crazy, man. And then what, 21 Baylor? Like, bro, like that, how did that's crazy? So that listen, just, man. that just shows the type of company that we in. Exactly. You know, we just, we, we always an elite basketball. We're an elite okay. basketball team. So that just shows you. And, and we talked a little bit about it with uh, Justin getting hurt in that Houston game, whether he thought that they could, they could win it all. And he, he definitely agreed with us too. So 
It's just, uh, it's crazy to think about because we talk about this all the time, A-Ray, with the injury history, especially recently, all the hand injuries, the knee injuries that, that so many of these guys have had to deal with. It's like, oh, hold on a minute here. Can we get a season or two where we where everybody's relatively healthy? I mean, come on. So I think we talk about a lot. I think we're due, though. I really cannot reiterate that anymore. Yeah, and injuries are definitely sucky part of of sports and basketball but unfortunately it's part of the game and we gotta we gotta be prepared for that the teams that are most prepared for injuries and unknowns like that are usually the most successful team and as much as i want to sit here and and pray for a healthy season this year you know i'm kind of optimistic about it and kind of know you know it can injuries can happen it's just how we how we prepare for it. Like if we do have injuries, like it can't kill us like right. it did last year. Right. Yeah. That goes without saying. I I completely agree with that. It's a part of the game. That's what's gonna happen no matter what sport you're playing. Basketball is certainly one of them. And I, I definitely believe that that Coach Neptune will have these guys prepared. I think we already are in a really good position just with how much depth we have. Yeah. So moving forward, it's it's obviously something that you don't want to think about, but it's going to happen eventually. Hopefully it's a minor thing and we can kind of just dust off our shoulders and keep it moving. But it is what it is. Uh, a high hopes for this season. Colin obviously agrees with us uh, in terms of the chemistry, these, this team gelling already. There are a bunch of veteran guys that are gritty and they, they're here to win. They're not me guys. Mm-hmm. Colin said it himself. Couldn't agree with him more. These guys are all on the same page and, and Coach Neptune and staff has these guys ready to go. Yeah, and that was one of the, like, throughout the whole process with the portal and, like, while we was getting players, like, that was the one thing that I was noticing. It was the, like, the maturity of these players and, like, the type of guys they were getting. They're not getting, like, some role players from other schools. Like, they're getting impact guys from other schools that know how to play and that's been playing for a long time. So... I've always been confident about the team. I've always been confident about the uh, how well they're gonna gel, the chemistry. Like I, I, I've just I've been in the situation. I've been at Nova. I know how it works. Like I know how they're gonna prepare, what steps they're gonna take to create chemistry. So I'm I'm a hundred percent in, and I I believe this team is gonna do great this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, you heard it. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, come on. Just listen up to what we're saying here on Rating Threes. We got Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels, Alan Ray. Everybody is on the same page. So. Can't say it enough. Exactly. Can't say it enough. It's going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like like you said, it's front just around the corner. And right now we get to watch uh, some former Villanova guys on Team USA, right? And unfortunately, Team USA did stumble last Sunday to Lithuania, 110 to 104. Uh, that was a tough loss. And of course, immediately on Twitter, on social media, on X, wherever you want to call it, everyone is freaking out saying, oh man, how do we send the the, the Team USA B team over to the Philippines? This ain't right. This, this is why we lost. And they rebounded and shut everybody up by beating Italy by 37 points. And Bridges with the, being the leading scorer with 24. So uh, give me your thoughts on Team USA. Where's my guy Simone Fontecchio plays on Italy? 
he's my young boy when I was in Bologna. Like he okay. was, he he was a baby. And uh yeah, that was that was my guy. But Team USA, they did what they needed to do, come out and beat Italy after losing in Lithuania. Lithuania was probably one of the teams that I didn't think would probably get the edge on USA, but it happens. And with that style, trust me, a lot of people don't understand like that that style, FIBA style is completely different from America. So like you gotta put the ball down quicker. You can't lift up your pivot foot before you before you put the ball down. So it's like they call a lot of travels out there. So you gotta really be conscious when you catch the ball. Like watch some of the games. Like you'll watch the guys, they'll catch it and they'll put the ball down immediately. Like just just to get used to it. Like I, that's how I had to get used to it. Catch it, put it down immediately. Like sometimes even if I wasn't trying to dribble, just like to catch, put it down and then get into into it. So Well, Coach Wright wouldn't have been happy with that because he didn't want you to dribble. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He would have counted them. I swear he would have counted them. It would yeah. have been a film. That's right. And the numbers would have been popping up every single time I took a dribble. That's how that's how film used to be with him. But uh but yeah. Uh I th I think they learned from that game and they're going to keep continuing learning. I mean it's tough cuz it's a di it's just a different style and it, and you could kind of like play it's like college. I always say European basketball is like college. You can sit in the zone, you can sit in the lane, like you can't do that in the NBA. Like it's it's so spaced out and you have way more opportunities. So Playing in the NBA then going playing European basketball is tough, but I'm not making any excuses for these guys. I know I know they'll adjust to it. And you gotta understand this is not nineteen ninety two anymore. Right. Teams are teams are better. Teams are good. Like guys are playing basketball overseas. It is what it is. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean the the hundred points over Italy, you played in Italy. Uh you were talking a little bit about uh, John Fanta and you were, were catching up. He was asking you for some recommendations for some spots in Italy. Can you give us uh, some of your Italian cuisines that you were talking about a little bit with me before the show? See, see. So when you go to, if you, so John Fanta is going to Rome right now and I, I lived in Rome for a year. So they have a dish, it's called pasta amatriciana which is like a spicy tomato sauce sometimes it got bacon in it but you know in Italy it's called pancetta it's not bacon it's pancetta <laughs> okay pasta amatriciana con pancetta <laughs> Very good. Yes. and then the other dish I told him about was tagliata di manzo con rucola e grana which is Basically, it's, it's, it's real simple. It's just some steak on a bed of rucola with some shaved Parmesan. And you could have some tomatoes on it, too. The tomatoes are good, but not, he, he's going to fall in love. He's not going to want to come home <laughs> after he has those two dishes. Trust me. Oh, man. No, I, I, you're making me hungry right now, A-Rag. I want to cook up some pasta uh, after we're done here. But uh, after they, they cooked up Italy, Team USA, they got... The, the Germans in the semifinal on Friday the 8th at 8.40 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So they're going to take care of business against the Germans, and then they advance to the gold medal game, A-Ray. So 
you know, they're they're run out of time here, but it looks like they they righted the ship with that win. But they the other other semifinal is Serbia and Canada, so both those teams are are on fire, and I think Ger- Germany is six and zero, oh, so they haven't lost yet, and then Serbia and Canada are also five and one. So, hey man, they if they got if they can somehow take home the gold, I will be a very proud American and Villanova alum. So I think they can get it done, and I I'm I'm holding my confidence high. Regardless of the loss to Lithuania, I think Brunson, Edwards, our boys, Bridges and Hart, they get it done, man. Halliburton, these guys, are thinking, I think they're going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, if they could get by Germany, because Germany's playing well, Schroeder is definitely playing well. He's probably one of the best players in the tournament right now. Mm-hmm. So those guys, uh, they're kind of on a roll right now. Like I said, this is FIBA international rules. It's going to be different. They got the they got the advantage in that part, just like the game. But as far as like athleticism, talent, USA has has all of that over Germany, just putting it all together. And it doesn't have to be, in my opinion, it doesn't have to be for 40 minutes, like when it comes to the European basketball, because a lot of that game is slow. Like you see, they, they slow the game down. Um, if they could just, if they, if they could get their key players like Schroeder, Schroeder, if they keep him contained, I think that they can get past Germany. Cause I've played in Europe. And once you take the head off the snake, trust me, them other guys is folding. <laughs> for real I used to get I'm telling you I used to get mad at my teammates about that sometimes yeah they used to call me Twitter fingers when I was playing in Italy I swear <laughs> I used to get in trouble all the time but got your burner account yeah but yeah <laughs> man I, I agree with you I'm confident that USA can can do it I think yeah. they can they can get the dub it's just they gotta just put it together and really lock in and did you see uh, when Sylvania lost to Canada, R.J. Barrett and uh, and Dylan Brooks? Well, mainly Dylan Brooks was talking smack to Luca, and uh, and they got ejected from the game. Oh, for real? No, nah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that. I mean, yeah. that's that's very Dylan Brook like. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny, man. So I have to deal with him too if uh, the Canadians advance to the gold medal game. So we'll see. It's exciting stuff, though. But Friday morning. The Serbia-Canada game is early, early, 4.40 a.m. Eastern time. Um, so maybe just sleep through that, but wake up in time to catch the, the USA-Germany game. And then the final is at 8, 8.40 in the morning on Sunday. So first Sunday slate of football can come with possibly the U.S. Opens, U.S. Open Championship for the tennis and the Team USA gold medal game, possibly if they advance. Sunday morning, so it could be one hell of a lineup of sports on uh, on Sunday, man. I got Alcaraz and Medvedev in uh, U.S. Open championship is going down. Alcaraz, man, he's nasty, and uh, and we got the blue white scrimmage confirmed on Thursday, the fifth of October. A Ray, give me your thoughts on the blue white scrimmage, and what do you remember playing it when you were at Villanova yourself? Um, just a it's a good opportunity for like the young guys to to get on the court and 
see what it's like to play in this system. Uh, I I definitely had fun in the blue white scrimmage. Just uh, it was just an opportunity to go out there and just like showcase what I could do, especially when I was younger and freshman year coming in. Like I, I just wanted to show everybody, yeah, like how good I was. And and the blue white scrimmage is one of the first opportunities for a young guy to do that. So, um, I think is I think it's great. And then when you get a little bit older, you know, you could really use that time to also teach too. And it's good to watch film and look at your mistakes because it is a practice at the end of the day too. So all in all, I'm all for it. Love it, man. And uh, one last thing, this is actually a pretty funny story. I was telling uh, the guys about it uh, over the weekend. I was hitting some balls at a driving range in New Jersey, had a, a gentleman and his son wearing Nova gear come up right to the the bay next to uh myself and my girlfriend and uh he was he was decked out wearing the nova gear i was like, hey go cats man so yes yeah, sir i'm all i'm all excited for the the basketball season i'm like oh it's gonna be great and he's like hey wait a minute uh raining threes is that you i'm like yeah me and me and a ray man we uh we chop it up all the time you listen he's like oh yeah i listen to every episode you guys are great you guys are the best Villanova basketball podcast word for word it's what he said and I was just fired up to to hear that from our guy, Leo Dalton, and his son. So shout out to Leo. We appreciate the love and support, my friend. And we'll hopefully catch you at a game sometime uh, this season. We'll have some some rain and threes events coming up in the fall and during the season as well. So it's it's going to be a blast. And, you know, you just got to love that that support we're getting, eh, Ray? Oh, no, definitely. Definitely shout out to Leo for that. Um, Did you have any Nova gear on? I had my uh, Rain and Threes hat on, but I had it on backward, so okay. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, so I mean, I just thought it was awesome. He's like, "Oh yeah, I knew, I knew you from somewhere," and I was like, "Dude, that's great." So yeah, got to shake his hand, chop it up a little bit. He was asking me about the team this year, and I was like, "Hey man, we're we're for real. We're not, we're not, you know, gassing up this team for views on on the air, man. Yeah, we're, we're telling it how it is. This is gonna be." It's gonna be a fun year for Villanova fans. Welcome to the big time, OC. You got <laughs> you got to get your windows tinted now in your car. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I should have had my shades on, hood up, and everything, man. I can't go anywhere in public anymore. That's right. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. I got you. Nobody's oh, gonna bother you. I'll be your bodyguard, bro. Trust me. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. No, it was uh, it was a ton of fun having that. Of course, my girlfriend, she was freaking out. She was like, oh, I thought you were going to sign an autograph and take a picture with the guy. I'm like, ah, I don't think we're there just yet. So could have got more points, man. <laughs> you could have got more points in front, of, in front of wifey. Hey, man, if, if Leo's listening right now, though, I know he, for a fact he's fired up. And his son was his son was like 10, 11 years old, and he, he was striping the golf balls a lot better than I was. So at least he has that. Yeah, me, you, you got me beat, too. <laughs> But definitely shout out, shout out to Leo. Yeah, man. You know, appreciate that love for sure. And, you know, we just, we just doing what we do. No doubt. And we will continue to do what we do in the coming weeks. Shout out once again to Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels. Those guys were great. We're looking forward to having them on uh, once again, once the season gets started. And best of luck to them as well in their future endeavors in the NBA. So we, you know, just continue to tune in. But not even just us, but the, you know, Team USA, 
to the Nuggets, the the Rockets, and obviously the Knicks. And then that's this upcoming season. There's going to be so much content to talk about. Villanova, Big East, college basketball-wise. It's going to be so much fun, and we really appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Yep. It's almost two months away for the college basketball season to start. So start getting into mode a little bit. Yeah, man, November 6th. And right now, September 6th, they race. So you nailed it two months away. So it's going down. Oh, yeah. A lot more, lot more content from us to come. Well, this has been your 12th episode of Rain and Threes. I'm your host, Mike O'Connell, with Alan Ray. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace out.